You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ida. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number 30 of season 7. I'm your host, Edub. Thank you guys for checking us out. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Normally, I'm trying to encourage you guys, let you know that it's going to be all right. But I'm going to let you stew in this one tonight. I'm going to let you stew in it. Tonight was a bad loss. A very bad loss against a very bad team. A very bad closeout on just a very bad night of basketball. Um, Yeah, there's a lot to get to. There's a lot to get to. And we're going to cover it all. And we're going to call it out like it is. We're going to call it like it is, man. Um, first things first, man, let's start with the all-star game. Um, it was announced tonight that, uh, the all-star reserves have been selected and a name missing from those all-star reserves is one Trey Young. And, uh, let me go on record by saying, I believe Trey Young is a all-star. I believe that he should have made the team. I believe that he was snubbed. However, I do believe I do believe two things can be true. Every year people get snubbed. 
the great Dominique Wilkins, the great uh, Hall of Fame Dominique Wilkins, said he got snubbed several times. I'm not going to say it's going to be the it's not going to be the first team. It's not going to be the first time. It may not be the last time. I don't know. I know when you have a team and you can only fit 10 or 12 guys, there's going to be some guys left out. Trey Young was one of those guys this year. That's just how it is. So the people in Atlanta, you have your right to be upset. The people in Phoenix, Devin Booker has a right to be upset. The people in Miami, Bam Adebayo. The people in uh, San Antonio with DeMar DeRozan. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Chris Middleton. The name goes. The, the names go on, you know. Um, yeah. I saw a very important tweet by Jalen Rose. He said this. He says, ignore anyone that names all-star snubs without taking someone off the team. Great point. I look at this all-star team, and I don't have any problem with any of these guys making the team. I don't. I, I simply don't have a problem with any of these guys making the team. Um, I thought they're all deserving. I think that every year that, uh, again, somebody's going to get snubbed. But um, that's just the law of the land, man. That's the law of the land. It sucks, but that is, uh, that's just what it is, you know. Trey's had a good year, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. There's some holes in, in that, that resume for this year. The numbers look good. And, you know, a lot of people, oh, well, they, it's because they haven't won more. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy into that. I'm not going to buy into that. You're in the East. You're in the East, man. Like, nobody's playing well in the East. Like, it, like, I mean, it's like three or four teams above 500. Everyone else has like 12, 14 wins. So, I'm not buying into that. I look at this crew for the East Reserves. Jalen Brown, James Harden. Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikolai Vujicic. I'm not taking any of these guys off. I mean, I, I look at all these names, and there there's not one guy I can be like, how in the hell did he make it? Nah, man. These guys are all deserving. It is what it is. You got to put up a better resume. You got to put up a better resume. And here's the thing that I that I don't. Here's the thing that I don't like. Somebody tweeted me and it was like, I don't see why these guys are fighting for Trey tonight. You know, they should be upset he didn't make the all-star team. What? Is that where we at? Is that our motivation for, for basketball games now? We should be upset that, that Trey didn't win. Uh, I mean, uh, that should be our motivation above your win-loss record? Nah. Nah, come on, man. We not we not we not on that. You should be upset because your record is what it is. Not no damn all-star. Nah, man, you got it twisted. That ain't the reason you could be upset. Yeah, you can be upset, but like that that shouldn't be the motivation to make you want to play hard tonight. The motivation for you wanting to play hard 
should be your, your record. You're not even in the playoffs in the East that is weak. You're 13 and 18, dog. That should be your motivation. I don't, I don't, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't agree with it. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so it, it's, it's, um, Let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it. Um, first things that we normally do is do our keys to the game. And somebody hit me up on Reddit and said one of my podcasts was a lot of I told you so, I told you so, blase, blase. So, look, I'm just going to read what I wrote before the game. I'm not even going to give uh, a lot of any of my commentary. And we're just going to let the chips fall where they may. How about that? We will let the chips fall where they may. Here's what I said before the game, before tip. And uh, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following us at Hawks Beat. And you can see our tweets and all that jazz. And if you got an issue or a problem or you disagree, that's cool. Come holla at me. If you agree, that's cool too. It's all good, man. All good. Um, all right, folks. Every tip. Here's my uh, keys to the game for Hawks Cavs. Key number one, don't come in overconfident. Cavs are one of the worst teams in the league. Losers of 10 in a row, but they beat you earlier. And if you think this was a cakewalk, they will beat you again. Play hungry. Would I say they played hungry tonight? I would say they played hungry in spots. I thought they came out hungry. Then they showed that they got some fight. Cleveland, for whatever reason, is simply not afraid or intimidated over this Hawks team. When you go into battle against a team, you have to impose your will on somebody. And the Hawks have yet to do that. So, yeah, play hungry. Did they do it? They did it in spots. Did they do it in the right spots? Nah, I don't think so. Key number two, pressure the paint. Allen is a force down low, but they still need to put pressure on the paint with JC and Capella. Um, John Collins obviously lost. uh, uh, He didn't come back after halftime. He picked up a concussion, and so I thought the time he was out there, especially in that first quarter, I thought that he was good. I thought that he was aggressive, and I thought that him and Clapella had it going early on, but so was the custom so much with this team down the stretch, and I don't necessarily fault, you know, Trey and, and you know, who's ever playing point guard for that, but they always have tendency to go away from the bigs for whatever reason. Um, I thought they played okay in the paint. I'm not sure what the paint numbers were. Um, Cleveland had 10 blocks tonight. You know, they had 10 blocks. A lot of those blocks were Trey Young going into the paint. And I don't have a problem with that. Go into the paint. If they block you, they block you. That's the game of basketball. You know, you hope that you could draw a foul or get some easy buckets, you know. But, um, yeah, they had they had 10 blocks tonight. 
the points in the paint were, were, were pretty even. They were pretty even, 44 to 42. But if we're just assessing this key right here, I think they did a decent job putting pressure on the paint. So my third key, X out the X factors. I said after a Sexton, there isn't much stardom on this roster. I said he will eat. I said he will eat, but don't get beat by letting the six through ten guys score in double figures. I said this before the game. Let your let you you know what you're gonna get from Sexton. About twenty to twenty five points. But you can't let these guys who nobody's heard of eat off of you. How did they do on that one? They had a guy named Dylan Winder from Belmont. He's averaging five points on the season. In the last 10 games, he's shooting 22% from three. Against the Hawks, he was five for five beyond the arc. Osmond. He, he can shoot, you know, he, you know, he, he's, you know, 11 points a game. He got his 11 points. Stevens, another guy from their bench, eight points, four rebounds. He was the guy who scored the final bucket. He has an average of four points a game on the season, and he had eight tonight. He doubled his scoring output. I mean, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, what do you, I don't, I don't know, like, as far as, I, I don't know what else to say. How this team keeps losing to scrubs. Scrubs. How many times, like, you look at the, the, uh, the last 10 games and you look at the guys that have killed you. Yes, Kimba and those guys killed you in Boston. Julius Randle's an all-star. He killed you in the game against New York. But the game against Dallas, the game against, uh, I can't even think about it. It's always these bench guys that kill you in the fourth quarter. Always. Always. So, uh, yeah. So do I think that they did a good job Xing out the X-Factor? To put it to put it to put it plainly, no. I'll just say no. Because some of you guys don't like when I say that I was right. So I'm not gonna say I was right. I'm just gonna say that I pointed out this factor before the game, and this is what it is. Make make of it what you want. They didn't do a good job on this key. Bonus key, get your payback from when they embarrassed you in your house. Did they get their payback from getting embarrassed? No, they doubled down. They doubled down and say, you know what? You guys embarrassed us in, the, in our house. How about we let you embarrass you, embarrass us in your house? <laughs> you listen to the Hawksweet podcast. We're going to take a break here from one of our sponsors. Then we're going to recap this game. Talk a little bit about it in detail. And break down a little bit of the nuts and bolts. Hawksweet Podcast, Episode 30, Season 7. We'll be right back.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hawksby Podcast, episode 30, season 7. Um, breaking down Hawks' loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 112 to 111. Um, just a doozy of a game, man. A doozy of a game. They, my gosh, this is a, this is, I said, I tweeted this out. I said, this is probably the worst Hawks loss to me since that blowout last year when they went to Houston and lost by like damn near 50 points. Like this loss is tremendously bad, tremendously bad. And then you got a back-to-back. You got to play Boston tomorrow. And you might be without John Collins and without Clint Capella. You might as well sit Trey, too. You might as well just punt this game. You might as well just punt it. Let's go into the recap. Hawks come out to a uh, – they come out on fire, man. John Collins is running the floor. They're looking good. And uh, they start fast, but then – they leave the door open as they did the whole game, the whole game. They left the door open and to the fact uh, the Cavs went on a 20 to eight run. And after one, the Atlanta Hawks only led by one point. <laughs> so it was, uh, I'm sorry, the Cavs led by one point. And it was just like, what is going on here? It was just no continuity. It was just, you know, they just let this team hang around. And teams that like Dom and Dominique's and, and listen, I'm about to quote Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> Dominique said, you cannot, you cannot let teams hang around and get confidence, especially teams that are on 10 game losing streaks that are searching for any ray of hope. You consistently gave this team a a ray of hope to win tonight. Consistently. And, uh, you know, that's what it was. Second quarter, thought it was much of the same. A lot of sparring back and forth. I thought the second quarter, actually, the Hawks played really well. They managed to get themselves down by like 13 points. And then it was all like, oh, man, these guys ain't going to play in Deloitte and, you know, all the usual stuff that you hear when your team is down 13. But uh, they managed to claw all the way back. They managed to claw all the way back and only be down by three at the half. So I thought in the second quarter, if nothing else, she showed a valiant effort. Um, I thought you got valuable production from your bench guys, you know. Um, in that second quarter, at least you did, but, um, you know, third quarter I thought was probably the Hawks best quarter. Um, they really just seemed to get it going a little bit. And, uh, let me see if I can pull up my, um, pull up the game. Yeah. Third quarter was actually the only quarter of the game that you won. Uh, you won that quarter 29 to 26, um, you had moments where you could have and probably should have been up by a bigger amount. But every time you got up by seven or eight points, there was a, a lapse in defense. There was a lapse in offensive fluidity. And uh, you just kept them. You allowed them to hang around. You allowed them to hang around. And when it came down to the fourth quarter, it was just 
And, and, and you, when you look back at the game, when you take all the emotion out of it, when you take all the emotion out of it and realize that um, the game is more than just what happened down the stretch. However, what happened down the stretch was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. In the totality of, st- of things, you only lose the fourth quarter by one point and you lose the game by one you go into the fourth quarter tied and here 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 are the facts right here are the facts you start the fourth quarter without trey and your bench your bench lloyd had a lloyd had a, a lineup out there of let me see if i can pull that up who who he had out there i know he had rondo he had skyler out there a kongu um, the second string that he had out there played some good basketball. And that was usually when the Hawks played terrible basketball. When Trey's out in the beginning of the fourth quarter, then everybody gets mad because Trey's sitting on the bench getting rest. Trey played, Trey came into the game, and this second unit handed him a five-point lead with seven minutes and 20 seconds left. I almost handed him a seven-point lead, but somebody hit a three. Lloyd calls a timeout. It's like, okay, it's time to get him in there. Skylar Mays, Rajon Rondo, salute to you gentlemen. Because in the fourth quarter, you guys were really good. You guys kept this team afloat. And, um, yeah, that's not how it's supposed to be. That's now that's not how it's supposed to be. So excuse me if uh, yes, I do believe that my man was was snubbed. But when you have games like this, it makes at least for me, it makes me tone down the noise a little bit. Right. It makes me tone it down a little bit because tonight you crap the bed. You crap the bed, man. You know. So the fourth quarter, we're going back and forth. Um, and let's just get to the possessions that uh, within the last two minutes. So let me pull up the play-by-play. I thought I had it pulled up. My bad. My apologies. Let me pull up the play-by-play and let's dissect these possessions. Okay. Let's start at the 2-11 mark. Hawks are up by 5 with two minutes and 11 seconds left. That's when Solomon Hill commits the foul. Lord Pierce challenges the call. I didn't like the challenge at all. I I didn't like it. Lloyd needs some new video, guys, because all I had to do was watch it once and saw that Solomon was moving. So, stupid call. But Lloyd is getting advice from guys who are looking at it. So I can't, you know, I'm going to blame Lloyd for it because he makes the call. But you need some new video guys, man. So it's whatever. Um, Colin makes, I mean, uh, Garland makes the free throw. So now you're down by three. Okay. I mean, you're up by three. Um, Sexton comes back, makes a two-point shot. And you are, I'm sorry. Uh, Garland makes a free throw, so you're up by three. Okay, critical possession here. This is what I'm talking about: critical possessions and critical 
uh, situational basketball is what you need to have here. They cut the lead to three. Trey Young misses a 30-foot three-point uh, three point shot. Do I have a problem with that? It, I didn't like the three. You're up by three. And what has been working was the pick and roll, going to the hoop, diving to the hoop. They cannot guard you diving to the hoop. Would I like to see a nice floater or something or whatever? I did not like the 30-foot pull-up jump shot three. Terrible shot. No, You know what? Let me, let me recant that. It wasn't a terrible shot. It just wasn't a good shot. You're up three with under a minute left. You just really need one basket to seal the game. And you're taking a 30-foot three. And I get it. You know, pointing from the logo and all that stuff. Yeah, it's cute. But you didn't make it. You didn't make it. Jared Allen gets the rebound. Colin Sexton comes back, makes a two-point shot. Now you're down by one. You're down by one. You get some. Uh, Trey Young comes back with another floater. I didn't like the floater. I don't think he got good enough. I don't think he got enough depth on the floater. Was it a bad shot? No, it wasn't a bad shot. Was it a good shot? Mm, it's debatable. Troy ha- I mean, Trey has a nice floater, but I didn't like the shot. I didn't like the shot. So now you don't take in two bad shots. You get the offensive rebound and you miss the finger roll. So now in the span of a minute or so, you don't miss three shots. You don't miss three shots. Lloyd didn't miss the three shots. You missed the three shots. Winder gets the defensive rebound. 35 seconds. With 29 seconds, they turn the ball over. So now you have the ball. You get a timeout at 19.5 seconds, and you're up by one. Right? 19.5 seconds left. That's when you put Gallo in, right? Because you need a bucket. Here's why you have Gallo in the game. You need a bucket, and it's an offensive possession. If anything happens, you know, you figure, what are the chances of us being back on defense? And look, I'm paying the guy $20-something million. He should be able to hold for 19.5 seconds. He should not be that inept defensively. He went with Gallo on the offensive possession. It happens. Trey Young goes up, misses another floater. 0 for 4 in the last minute. And we all saw how it ended. Stevens comes in, makes the two-point drive and dunk. Colin Sexton the assist. On that drive, everybody's scrambling back in transition. Trey Wiffs on the uh, uh, on the guy going to the hoop. Garland already doesn't even move towards him to even foul him. Nobody has the acumen or the IQ to say, hey, why don't I foul them and just send them to the hoop and just let them make some free throws? No, that, that never enters anyone's mind. It doesn't enter Trey's mind. It doesn't enter uh, Gallo's mind. The only person who was trying to foul was Solomon Hill. He was the only one trying to foul. 
Because if you foul them, they make two, two free throws, then at least you get the ball back with some time left. You get the ball back with four seconds left. You dribble up. Then you give a bounce pass to Tony Snell, who doesn't have time to get the shot off. I like Trey Young. Trey Young should have been an all-star. But tonight, he crapped the bed. He grabbed a bit. There's no other way to say it. And folks can get mad all they want. But I am going to tell it like it is. Because players play and coaches coach. And so while everyone wants to blame all of the things that happen within a game on a coach. And I do believe Lloyd is at fault for some things that were not the best. I think the challenge was I don't I don't I don't agree with that. You can go 50 50 on him on the Gallinari and Capella thing. But I will tell you this. If you want to bang him on the Calip on the Capella uh, sub, there's no way you can say the Capella sub was more detrimental to Trey's 0 for 4 down the stretch. You're not going to convince me on that. You're not going to convince me that Capella not being in the game was more important than Trey going 0 for 4 in those last sequences down the floor. So again, two things can be correct. Yes, he should be an all-star. But he crapped the bed tonight. He crapped the bed tonight. And you have a bad loss, a bad loss against a terrible Cleveland team, and you got Boston tomorrow. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. There has to come a point where you hold players accountable. Coaching coaches cannot coach every single aspect of the game. I got a little bit of sound I want to play for you guys. I put on my... uh, on my Twitter, I'm going to see if I can play it. Hopefully, the sound quality won't be too bad. But uh, this was Bob Rathman after the game. It's a nine-second clip. Here's what he had to say. The game-winning dunk is whether you got any picks in the game or not. Somebody's got to step up and stop the basketball. The volume's on the line. Went- I couldn't agree more, Bob. <laughs> I don't care whether you got a big in the game or not. Somebody got to step up and stop the freaking basketball. They teach you that in high school. Stop the basketball. Nobody thought to stop the basketball. Clint Capella, it doesn't matter. He shouldn't be the one solely responsible for stopping every single basketball that comes into that paint. He shouldn't. I thought Renee had a good point on what she had to say. Here's another clip. Here's a clip from her. I think it's like 30 seconds long. Hold on. Play by play. There were multiple possessions in a row where it's like, oh, that's a tough play. Maybe not the right defense. Ah, oh, that's a tough play. And that's just players making decisions. For instance, if you see a player coming through the lane, obviously it's a dunk or bust. Well, you might want to just foul him and see what happens on the free throw line. Just, that's not needing an extra possession. Players need to step up, and it's tough because coaches only get a certain amount of timeouts, so they can't coach every single little thing that happens on the court. Say that. The players have to do something. You know, the players have to figure it out on their own on the court sometimes. Boom. 
coaches cannot coach every little thing that happens on the court. People can't understand that, but that's the reality. The players have to have some accountability. And I know it may be uncomfortable as a fan to call out some of these players because you like them and you love them and they're your teammate, they're, 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 they're the team that you, pl- you pull for. And nobody likes to call out the players. But I'll call them out. It just is what it is. So, after the break, we're here for another one of our sponsors. And after the break, we're going to get into the good, bad, and ugly. Fab Five and the player of the games. Hawksby Podcast, episode 30. We'll be right back. What's up, folks? It's your boy Edo for the Hawks Beat Podcast. I want to share something that we are doing for the month of February. We are going to be giving away a small business advertising packet for free. Yes, we're going to give away advertising on our podcast, our website, our social media. And we want to connect with your small business or maybe be somebody that you know. So here's what we need you to do. Connect with us on our social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Hawks Beat. You can find us there. Let us know what small business you represent, and you will be entered into a drawing. Once we select a winner, uh, we will partner with them and promote their business for the month of February for the brand cost of free. <laughs> it's free advertising. So look, connect with us on our social media. We look forward to hearing with you and possibly partnering with you for the month of February. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Talk to me podcast, episode 30 of season seven. Uh, as I was preparing to do this last segment, I, sh- I checked my Twitter timeline and what do I see? Luka Doncic hit a last second three to close out the game for the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> You cannot script this anymore. I mean, my God. On a night where Trey Young struggles down the stretch, the guy that he is linked to for, and the guy that he will be linked to for his whole career, Luka Doncic, buries the Celtics with a final three. And, um,. Finished with 31, 10, and 8 tonight. But more importantly, his team got the victory. Dallas goes to 15 and 15. Now you got an angry Celtics team coming in tomorrow. And I mean, well, you should have an angry Hawks team, but I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't matter how angry they had. If you don't got John Collins and Clint uh, and Cam Reddish, and you know, who knows who else. All right, let's get into uh, these final uh, these final awards for tonight. So the good, the bad, and the ugly is something that we do each night. And uh, oh look, look at that! <laughs> I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the replay of the fourth quarter, as is my custom. I, what I usually do while I uh, record this. See, Trey Young makes a shot. You know, with the uh, he makes he makes a shot, he gets fouled, 
point, you know, does the little thing like and one goes to the line and misses the free throw. So, yeah, so this isn't going to be a piss on trade podcast, but this is a podcast of accountability. You know, this is a podcast of accountability and it, it and it's coming up on the play where, where Solomon Hill uh Look, man, like, I don't know. I don't understand why the video guys told Lloyd that this was going to be a challengeable play. Like, I watched it once. I didn't even need to replay. I'm like, yo, he's moving. He's moving. What are you, what are, what are y'all, what are y'all looking at? He's moving. Anywho, um, let's go with the good, bad, and ugly. Again, if you're new to the pod, something we do after each game, we do a good, bad, and ugly. The good for tonight is. I'll say the supporting cast. The supporting cast for the second second game in a row, I thought they gave you good enough production to win a ball game. And for a good amount of the time this season, the second string has been the bane of your existence. It has been um, a reason where Trey Young has not gotten any rest and he's had to stretch himself thin, I thought. But um, I thought they gave him good minutes, good minutes. You played it all the way down to, uh, you know, I think it was like the seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter. You you gave him a five-point lead when he came back in, you know. And here's the thing. And, and again, I, it, this is not a piss on Dre podcast. He's going to get all the credit when they win. But you you got to take the accountability when you lose. Like it just is what it is, you know. But again, the good I thought was the supporting cast. I thought that uh, again, Skylar Mays, uh, who who's becoming a, a a regular in the rotation. Obviously, they are comfortable with they are more comfortable with him than Brandon Goblin. Uh, and Bruno Fernando and Nathan Knight, who don't even see the light of day. <laughs> he he may be forced to play Bruno tomorrow if John isn't playing, but I don't know if he can find a way how to do that. We might not see that either. <laughs> but um, I even thought Solo gave you some good minutes. Okongu, you know he 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 didn't you know I don't I don't think he was very good tonight. Gallinari, I didn't think he was very good tonight. Again, one for seven. If you're not making shots, what are you out there for, Gallinari? And I'm not going to talk about the man's money because I'm not going to be searching. I'm, I'm never going to be searching, man, for getting that money. So, shoot, you get that money, brother. But listen, for 20 mil, you better stop the damn ball. Right? Stop the ball for 20 mil. And... <laughs> People will look at this and they'll say, well, it's not his fault he didn't stop the ball. It's the coach's fault that Clint Capella didn't stop the ball because Clint Capella is the guy who uh, is supposed to stop the ball at all times. Don't be silly. All right. The good, the bad. The bad for me was, uh, what was the bad? The bad was just that overall sequence in the fourth quarter. The bad. No, that was the ugly. We're going to skip the bad tonight. We're going to skip the bad. We're going to go straight to the ugly. The ugly was the sequence in the fourth quarter, the last minute and I think 51 seconds. 
That was bad and ugly. So that's going to get both of them tonight. That was bad and ugly. So, yeah, there you have it. Good, bad, and ugly. As far as Fab Five is concerned, and here's the tragic part. When you look at the Fab Five, of course, Trey Young is going to be in there because, you know, he you run everything through him. He's your point guard. He's your He's your all-star. But tonight he wasn't all-star worthy to me. 9 of 27 from the field. 1 of 7 from 3. I need you to be more efficient. I need you to be more efficient, all-star. You know? Uh, 28 and 12 is good. So it's like... You don't want to be a jerk and say 28 and 12 is not good. It is good. But guess what, guys? It wasn't good enough to get you the damn win tonight. It wasn't good enough to win. So, I mean, you know, 28 and 12 was good. He even had seven boards tonight. You know, so we'll go with the usual suspects. Trent and Capella, you know, 12 and 16. John had 13. I thought John was good in, in the 13 minutes that he played. But, you know, I uh, you only gave you 13 minutes. He got hurt. I don't blame him for that. You know, my man got a concussion. You know, not his fault. He got hit in the head. I know some of y'all want to blame Coach for that, but, you know, <laughs> he got hit in the head. But uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go with Trey. I'm going to go with Capella. I'm going to go with Herder. Herder had a good night, 8 of 14, 22 points. Herder refuses to go over that 14 point. Uh, that that fourteen point. I mean, the fourteen shot attempts. I don't know the last game. I'm gonna do some research and I'm gonna come back on that next pod and I'm gonna find out when was the last time Kevin Herter had more than fifteen shot attempts. He had it going tonight, man. I need more than fourteen shots. Give me some more, Kevin. Give me some more. Don't tease me. <laughs> Dominique's been talking about that all the time, man. Every time Kevin Herter gets going, I need more. I need more, dog. I need I need 20 shots out of you, especially on nights you got it going. So, yeah, Trey, Clint, Herter. I'm going to go with Mays and Rondo tonight, too. I'm going to go with Mays and Rondo. They weren't great. They, I mean, you know what? Nah, we're not going to put Rondo, but we're not going to put Mays above Collins. But throw Collins in there. The only guy I'm going to sneak in there is uh, Rondo. Seven points, three bounds, one assist, 14 minutes. And that's just for that stretch in the fourth quarter. I thought it was really good. thought it was really good. No no disrespect to Tony Snell. thought Tony Snell was good. And I could easily have him as the 5-5-2, five, five, but, you know, he'll just be a six-man for tonight. I like the idea of Tony Snell in the starting lineup, even though you're giving up a lot defensively. Um... We'll talk about that, man. We'll talk about that. We're not. I don't want to talk about it now because I think it's still a little early. Um, and I want to do a little bit more research before I uh, discuss that topic. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later because I saw that being floating around a little bit. You know, having Snell out there instead of Cam and uh, let Cam go against these second teamers. So, you know, I think there might be some value to that. Um, but we'll talk about that as uh, as needed. Player of the game. Go Clint Capella. 12 points, 16 rebounds. Missed some bunnies tonight. 6 of 13. That's not good for Clint. So, you know what? Nah, he's not going to be player of the game. We're not going to give out a player of the game tonight. We're not going to do it. I'm just not feeling it. Not tonight. Um, I think that's about it, guys. I think that's about it. 
112 to 111, Hawks lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They'll be back at it tomorrow in Boston. A big part of what we do is on the social media front. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. We are at Hawks Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you live a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, like we said in every podcast, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love. Because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.